So, last night, I was sleeping and I heard a knock at the door at about 3 a.m. I live in a college residence building, so I could easily hear it from my bed. The next morning, my roommate said that she also heard the knock. Anyways, I try to fall back asleep after the first knock, but I hear another one, not even two minutes later. I get up to look at the peephole, and suddenly the door started shaking violently in the doorframe, and I heard a man's voice on the other side yelling, Let. Me. In. I got scared at this point, and I threw my body against the door to keep it shut. When the door stopped shaking and the voice was gone, I backed up from the door, and then it swung open. In these residence buildings, you need to swipe a keycard to get into the rooms, so the door swinging open is pretty impossible. I ran back into my room without looking behind me to see who opened my door and went straight under the covers. I lay there for a few minutes, and it seemed like whatever was happening to me was over. That's when I felt pressure on the tops of my feet, almost like someone was standing on them, but nobody was there. I also saw my bedsheets just lift up and shift towards me, as if there was someone crawling under them. Suddenly, I felt something jump onto me, and I felt real pain as it started clawing and attacking me. I just want to pause here and say that I often experience sleep paralysis and I will often see or feel things that aren't there while I'm in a dreamlike state. This was something different though. It didn't feel like a dream. Usually I can snap myself out of sleep paralysis, but whatever this was, it wasn't stopping. I fought back, but I don't think I was even able to hit anything solid. My roommate also said the next morning that she could hear me screaming my boyfriend's name, which I was, because we had fallen asleep on FaceTime together and I wanted to wake him up so that he can help me somehow. She also mentioned that she thought we had gotten into a fight or something, so she didn't investigate any further. This went on for a good 10 minutes, then it suddenly went away. There was nothing on top of me, or in my covers, or even in my room. I have to say I'm pretty used to the weird paranormal things happening to me. But this was the most invasive and terrifying experience. Whatever it was, it felt like it was trying to crawl inside me. Honestly, I think I survived the demon possession. I live in a very old house with a disturbing history behind it. The house I live in was built in 1860 and is a beautiful Victorian house. But the people who owned it first were a bit troubled. The man who built it had a lot of children, and most of them died in the house. So, I have lived in this house for all my life, and I've experienced many weird things, like doors being open when I know I shut them, or objects being moved. On occasions, I saw people out the corner of my eyes. I remember when I was about 12 or so, I had a horrible dream about a priest being ripped in half while he was holding onto a cross and praying. The weird thing though, was that my dream was in black and white. When I woke up, I saw a shadow man with a hat in the corner of my room. He was watching me. More than watching. It was like he was a predator waiting for me to look away so he can catch me.
I ended up having a staring competition with the figure, and I don't know how it ended. I probably fell asleep, or stayed awake, but who won the staring contest? I don't know. I lived in a two-flat home in Chicago from when I was born up to 13 years old. It was originally a single-family house, but when my grandparents bought it in the mid-60s, they had it rebuilt into two living spaces, where my family lived on the first floor and where my grandparents and grandmother lived on the second floor. There was also a large half-unfinished basement. To paint a picture here, the front room of the basement was remodeled into a rec room when the house was rebuilt in the 60s, and the back was left unfinished. That's where the laundry room was, and behind that, a large storage space for my family's and my grandparents' accumulated junk. That area, from my earliest memories, creeped me and my cousins out for some reason. But not just because it was dimly lit. I should mention that this area had two glass half-brick windows with a single bulb hanging in the middle of the ceiling. The shadows were eerie behind all the piled up boxes and furniture. They always seemed to be moving. I rarely spent more than a few minutes down there. I always felt like I was being watched from the dark black corners behind the spiderweb and dust-coated piles of boxes. One day, my two older cousins, Greg and Glenn, were over, and we were in that part of the basement. I was maybe six or seven, and they were probably ten and twelve or so. There was a small room in one corner of the basement, almost entirely surrounded by piled up boxes and clutter, that I don't think I ever noticed, since it was in one of the farthest corners in the back, with a door missing a handle. The area where the handle should have been was covered up, but below that was a keyhole. Greg and Glenn had found a flashlight on our grandfather's workbench next to the laundry room and we all moved enough boxes aside to gather in front of the door. Then they asked me, what was in the room? And I told them, I never knew this was down here until today. They looked at each other and smiled. It said to me that there's probably a monster that lives in there. That's why it's locked up and hidden. At the time, being so young and easily scared, I told them to stop it. That there was no such thing as monsters, but inside, I was getting really scared by them. At this point, Glenn, the older of the two, knocked on the door and said loudly, Hey, monster, Brian is scared of you. Come out and get him. He and Greg started to giggle and made scary faces with the flashlight and monster noises, making themselves laugh even more. I wanted to go back upstairs right away. Not only was I really mad that my cousins were being such jerks, but I felt the hairs on the back of my neck starting to stand up, and my heart was racing. Glenn pounded on the door a couple times more so hard that in the light of the flashlight we could see the dust coming off of the door like fog. Come on monster, do something. He laughed. Suddenly, we heard something from behind the door, and all three of us went silent. It happened again. It was the sound of a low, guttural laugh. I looked at Glenn and Greg. Was that one of you? I could see in the flashlight their faces were dead serious now, and both of them shook their heads. No. 
Hesitantly, Glenn crouched down and shined the flashlight into the keyhole and tried to peek through it. A second later, he screamed louder than a girl and made Greg and I scream as well and shouted to us, Run! Run! Get out of here now! The three of us tore out of the basement into the rec room and didn't stop until we were up the stairs in my bedroom. Glenn was shaking and white as chalk and Greg and I were in tears. What happened? Greg asked Glenn. After Glenn composed himself and wiped his eyes, he told us that when he looked in the keyhole, there was a yellow eye that blinked on the other side. For the rest of the time I lived in that house, I refused to go in that back part of the basement unless someone was with me. When we were moving and cleaned out the basement, my dad opened that room and we found it to be empty except for a broken mirror, an old calendar, and oddly, a pile of bones in the corner from mice or rats. However, the room was covered in layers of dust and cobwebs and looked like nothing had been disturbed in there for many years. I want to start out by saying I've had weird things happen to me since I can remember. I live in the lovely Nebraska in busy Omaha where I grew up in a house that apparently was built near some burial grounds. Which is the only reason why I think all these strange things have happened considering we built the house. This is one of my crazier stories where I actually had someone experience it with me. As a child, I remember never feeling alone when I was. There was always something watching me. Things moved in my room on their own. I had a tiny porcelain angel given to me by a dead family member that has a specific spot and it would be somewhere else when I came back into the room. Something would knock on doors and walls. I would get scratches and they'd bleed for hours, even though they were just tiny surface scratches. Stuff would fall over and get thrown across the room, and doors would slam shut. When I was a 6th grader, I had a friend spend the night at my house when my family was out with friends and we were alone. My sister used to play scary pranks on me. Her friends would wear masks and knock on my windows and stare at me through a big window in my house. My mom didn't believe in curtains, so anyone could just stare into the house. Anyways, when we were dropped off at my house, the first thing I did was lock every door. I didn't fuck around as a child, and I knew at this point that the sounds in my home weren't normal. So, I was always paranoid and locking everything, all the time. At this point, everything was locked and every light was on, but remember, I have zero curtains or blinds on any of the windows. Also, it's December with two feet of snow on the ground. We started to head downstairs and put a movie on. Just some quick info, my house wasn't built very well. You can hear what everyone's doing from every single room. I also had a very prissy and sensitive dog at the time, who barked when you stood up and constantly growled at any sound she heard. I couldn't walk into the room without her barking. Annoying, yes, but I also have to think about the shit that she saw and heard in that house the hours we were gone. She's down there chilling with me and my friend. This was around 2008, so we still had a landline. I also had a cell phone, as everyone did at that point. There was one home phone in the kitchen, one in my mom's room, and one in the basement. 
Halfway through the movie, we hear footsteps upstairs. Okay, cool. My parents or sister was home, and I thought I maybe had the TV up too loud and missed the garage opening, which was definitely closed when we got home. There's no key to any of the doors, so unless the front door was unlocked, which it wasn't, the garage was the only way in. I turned the TV down and called up to them, and when I do, they should be able to hear me. Nobody answered. So I called my sister's name, and nothing. My dog is quite annoyed and growling loudly at this point. There's a door that goes outside of my basement, and she's staring at it like she wants to go potty, but I think she was trying to get the hell out of there. I decided to call my parents and sister, and they weren't home. I didn't mention anything to them and quickly hung up. Stupid, right? They never believed the sounds and things that would happen to me in the house, so I decided not to bother them with something else. At this point, it's been 5 minutes and they're still walking around. Except, they are now stomping in what sounds like a circle. Like stomping in a circle in the same spot. But it's right above us, in the living room. I went to the stairs with my dog and I sent her up. Now, this is when I knew something was wrong. She gets up to the stairs and sits and begins to whimper when she should be barking. As this is hitting me, my cell phone rings and it's my home phone calling me from inside the house. I answer and they hang up right away. I tell my friend to get her to shit together because she's crying now. And my phone rings again. This time, there's distinct breathing and a wheezing sound, like the death wheeze when someone's about to die. I hung up fast, and when I did, the pounding steps stopped. I whispered to my friend to slowly walk to the door that leads outside and she makes it over to me as I get the door open. I shit you not, this still absolutely freaks me out. As we're about to step outside, with our bare feet, the pounding starts again on the second floor, and I hear whoever it is booking it down my stairs. They should have taken a tumble with how fast they were going. I've never jumped into snow as fast as I did, and I remember a ton of it falling inside the basement so I was forced to leave the door open. We sprinted around my house and out to the street. Partway up the street, something stops me and I turn around. All of the cold air seemed to melt away and pause with me. It was like all my senses but my sight just vanished and I froze. There's a figure standing in the kitchen, waving at us. It's not like the waving you do when you see someone you know and end up waving like an idiot. No, this was like its elbow was still, and its arm was waving side to side. Like, creepy ass waving. I was only 50 feet away, and I should have been able to make out some details or feature about the person. But it was just a black silhouette, as if they were completely painted black from head to toe. It's just fucking waving at me, and I can't take my eyes away. It was unlike any trance I've ever been in, and when I come to my senses, 
My friend is screaming in my face and trying to pull me away. Come on, come on, we have to get the hell out of here. I call my parents about a mile away from my home, when I literally can't feel my feet anymore, and they hurried back. They walked all around the house before going in, and not only is everything locked, the basement door I left wide open was also locked closed, with all the snow that had come in when we ran out just gone. Not even a wet spot on the carpet, but our footprints were there. It was so fucking odd, and nobody was in the house, no other footprints around the home, but ours. After this event, my friend told everyone, and nobody ever wanted to stay in my house, which caused me to have some sad birthday parties, but I completely understood. I still don't know what happened, I'm still paranoid about being alone, but I'm in an apartment now that's very secure. I just wish I knew what happened that day, and if what I saw was my first actual apparition, or if intruders are getting tricky with their break-ins. Both ways are equally terrifying to me.